How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Dude, I am feeling way better this week. Feeling feeling ready to go for week two after uh, that that just dreadful week one, uh, you know, Sunday and that, that whole weekend kind of together. Dude, I, it, I've gone to the conclusion it can't get worse. That's it what I've been saying. I have been can't saying that all worse. week, and that's how I kind of got over it. Can't get any worse. Can't, can't get, get any worse. Can't possibly get any worse. Uh, we're filming this or or recording this in the middle of the Thursday night game. We're kind of taking a break from Chargers Chiefs right now. 10-7 at the half. Feel like the Chargers kind of dominated that half, but it's still a close game. Man, this Chargers team. I'll say this right now is ridiculous. This is an really absolutely good. stacked team. They haven't. They have a Pro Bowl caliber player at every single position, and that's not an exaggeration. They have at least one at all core parts of their team. It is, it's a stacked team. I mean, this is this is why I think we all picked them, or we both picked them to win uh, the AFC West. Yeah, the, the only thing... No, you did. I had the Raiders pick. Oh, uh, you did the Raiders. But the, the, the only two things, number one is they need Keenan Allen back. He's such an important part of like the whole offense. Yeah, but Mike Williams step, two, stepping up a, uh, no, a little bit. Listen, Mike Williams already six for eighty four. I mean, he's having like a career day. the The other thing is, I, I'm just not a hundred percent sure that I buy all the hype of Austin Eckler. Mm. You know, I mean, I know it's a, a game and a half, but he just doesn't look like the same player that he did two years ago, when you know when he was healthy. I don't know. There's just something about it. He just doesn't look as explosive and as elusive. They're, they're, again, short short samples. I also think that their new head coach is kind of working out that playbook a little. There's been some questionable calls on third down. Uh, State, you know, Staley's not being as aggressive on fourth down this year. Uh, they, they're, they're looking a little shaky on, on their play calling stuff, but Herbert's still delivering incredible passes. Williams uh, is stepping up. Palmer that. has stepped up tonight. Like, they are... This is, this is a really fantastic team, and, and they're reliant on their defense um, in that first half. I mean, that is something that they wouldn't even have thought um, in in that in that you know year year last year. So, I mean, th- this is a dangerous Chargers team for sure. But we have to get into yeah. our preview of Week Two, get to all these games, give you uh, our picks, uh, give you our lock of the week, uh, give you our picks by the spread, and also some fantasy takes this week because uh, there's been some injuries. You know, only w- one week has gone by, and some big guys are are out. You know. George Kittle will sit another week. Um, you got guys in, in concussion protocol, so we gotta, you know, get some 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 backups in there uh, into that starting lineup. Yep. Jamal so, Adams gone for the year. Yeah, rough. You know, rough week one for for some teams. You know, we 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 got Dak with the the Cowboys, so we, we you know we gotta definitely give you some guys you can snag on waivers or or look to um to your bench to to put in this week. You, you know what's amazing? I heard this stat and I literally lost my mind. There are over 200 players on IR in the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, two years ago was the injury-riddled season. Last year, we kind of took a step back, and it was kind of thankful for not so many injuries. Now we're back to another injury, you know, riddled season, uh, which 200? sucks. 200? 200 players on either the injury After reserve one or the week. pup. After one and, week. No, I mean, yeah, I mean. Obviously, that was including Correct. training camp and but going still, into the season. It but definitely that's just an was added to amount of people. Definitely was added to after week one. All right, let's get in yeah. to our week two preview. Get to these games. Let's run it. And, oh, he hits the upright again. That's 
before we start, I know we're doing this a little late. Uh, who'd you have in this in this Thursday night game? I know if you go uh, to the to the pickums, I had the Chargers. I I picked the Chargers in, in yeah, an upset so right. uh, to win against the Chiefs. The Chiefs had eighty percent of the spread bets tonight. So uh, yeah, you know and we're not, we're like not just, everybody in our pool picked the Chargers except for yeah. Mutley. So so yeah. so if you know you you guys are smart. You know the listeners are smart. We're both riding with the Chargers. They have the lead right now by three. They're driving in their first drive of the second half. Herbert is 2-0 and in his career at Arrowhead against Mahomes. I mean, that should should tell you, you know, the player that he is. So good stuff from Herbert there. Uh, but let's get to these Sunday games. Wait, uh, wait, hold on. Before you jump into the Sunday games, because we have, you know, the sports appeal, you know, try to beat the uh, me and you. Mm-hmm. There were four teams last week that's that tied for first place. Yeah, with all, with, all with nine. Yeah, you... Two of your sweet mates, Ryan and Jake, and our our statistician producer Brian Teagle, all had nine wins, and I was down there at six. Six. six? Yeah, it was. It, it was just pathetic by you. You know, you, I I'd like you to step pathetic. up a little this week. You know, and 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 actually realize the season has started. Um, that would be you know nice <laughs> nice to see. Let's get to it. Let's get to our Sunday games. We'll start with the one o'clock games. Jets Browns. What a crappy. You know, game we start the weekend off here, but the Browns are six and a half point favorites. You know, the the Jets are just nothing right now without any. You know, without the possibility of knowing what Zach Wilson, you know, could could be this year. You know, I, yeah. they're they're looking at Joe Flacco starting again. Um, you know, the, the, this offense. You know, we we like the fact that they were improved. The offensive line was looking nice. They added some more weapons. You know, they got uh, Garrett Wilson in the draft. It just doesn't matter right now. Flacco's not doing anything to get the best out of Garrett Wilson or Corey Davis or, you know, Elijah Moore, who, by the way, in the the catches and the routes that Elijah Moore ran and actually when he was involved, that dude is a really good player. And I hope that Zach Wilson gets in this offense and can be a little more dynamic and the Jets can actually compete. But until then, uh, I'm going to take the Browns in this one. Uh, You know, they, they were able to get the win last week. Um, Brissett didn't play very well, but they run the football so dang good, uh, and, and I think they're they're going to run all over the Jets. So the crazy part is, is that they threw the ball last week fifty eight times, right? Right. I mean, or fifty nine times. Sorry, I don't mean to understate that. Fifty nine times. Don't throw Joe Flacco fifty nine times. Right. Michael Carter was excellent. You have two good running backs. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, just like you're going to see on the other side of the ball mm-hmm. when Chubb and Hunt are rushed down your throat. So this is definitely should not come down to the, the quarterbacks. This should come down to the running backs. I think Cleveland wins this game. I do like, though, I kind of like Cleveland to win, but I'll take the seven points for, for the Jets. You know, I kind of from an, uh, a, a bets perspective, I'll take the seven. I think this will be a close game. But uh, I like Michael Carter. I I really, really love uh, Kareem Hunt. Like this guy yeah. just is a man possessed. I, I mean, I never, he, I've never seen a player that just has has rebounded from so many things in his career and is just still the, the yeah. same great player that that he once was. You know, all those all those years on the Chiefs. So, you know, he's he's still a viable option for sure. A hundred percent. And will Amari Cooper show up this week? I I have to say, in a league that Keenan Allen went down, you know, last week in a, in a in a league that I had Keenan Allen, I did slide in Amari Cooper in the flex. I did because did. 
again, it can't. This week's theme, it can't get any worse. He had two catches last week. I would think right. against the Jets, he would have a you know maybe one or two more at, at, at the least. Hopefully, he finds the end zone. Um, I, I, I think way, he's a. I think he's a. He's a. You know, flex guy. If you don't cut anyone else, and that's kind of a situation that I'm in, in in the league. By the way, you know our boy Sauce Gardner last week, not one pass was caught in his direction. So all those bombs were against the other side. So whoever is lined up against Sauce, whether it's Amari Cooper or Donovan People Jones, yeah, I wish we knew who that who they were going to put on that person. I'm gonna guess Sauce Gardner is going to be on Cooper, and that could be a really bad matchup. For yeah, because he didn't. I don't think he allowed a catch in his. In his first game there, so not one. Yeah, that that's a the mat, a matchup to watch. I'll take the Browns with the points though on that one. How about Commanders Lions? Lions have another chance at an NFC East team. Uh, you went with the Lions last week. Um, I did yeah. not follow you on that theme, but I think I will follow you this week. Lions are favored for the first time in twenty two games. I believe that's the the correct Amazing. number. Twenty two games that they haven't games. been favored. Is uh, that that's mind boggling. I have never, you know, heard that in my life that, you know, even against, you know, even when you're bad, you play bad teams at home and, and usually get some. Nope. Twenty two games. So that's almost Dude, a year. And they're a like half. the worst team in the league over the last twenty two games. What, that, who are they going to be favored over? That's a that's a year and a half of not getting any respect. I think they're getting a little respect here because they played the Eagles hard and they can run. And the commanders, you know, last week. You know, James Robinson's had some success on the ground. I think the Lions are a better, you know, running team than the Jaguars by a lot. I think Swift had a great week. Um, you know, he's 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 banged up Jamal after Williams. that, but he's he's been banged up, you know, for his for his whole career. Jamal Williams was was good on the ground. Um I I like the Lions in this game because, you know, they competed against a much better team than the, you know, in the Eagles than than I think they're taking on the commanders. And you're going to see another common theme throughout this year and throughout this week because I'm going to go with two, you know, against the NFC's uh, picks, maybe even three. Um, actually, I am going three. I, honestly, I might even go four if I, you know, if I even dare, you know, entertain picking the Cowboys there. I might go four against the NFC's picks here because I'm going to start with the Lions and say the NFC's does this every year. They come off a, a win against a, a team not in the, you know, not not that good, and they come back and they play, you know, a decent team. They always lose. It happens every year. The Commanders beat the Jaguars. You know, everyone's like, maybe Wentz is for real. The Lions are going to come out. They're going to win this game. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. I I like Detroit. I'll lay the points. You know, I mean, Washington offensively will definitely score. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you're dealing with a Detroit team that is one of the worst rushing defenses alive. So Antonio Gibson is a definite play this week. You know, and all the wide receivers, Curtis Samuel, uh, McLaurin, and Dotson are all viable starts, right? But on the other side, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams should have a field day. And if Goff could just get off his ass early, right, Amon St. Brown and DJ Chark should have massive games. And and find TJ Hawkinson. The man's six foot eight for a reason, right? Throw him the damn ball. I like Detroit at home. Yeah, I mean, it It looks to me like the, the you know, the fantasy options on the commanders are open. Um, but I, you know, I look at this as as a low-scoring game. You know, I, I think... Oh, that, I don't. I, I think no it will way. come down to a, lo- a low-scoring game because I think they're going to keep it on the ground. Then you're going to see some punts. Uh, it's not going to be the flashiest game in the world. I just think the Lions have to, hey, have to come if, out with a win uh, in this if game. If the Lions scored 35 points against the Eagles, how many points are they going to score against Washington? Uh, I, 
I think they'll come more down to earth. You know, Washington's not going to run the ball down their throats. Um, the defense is going to be a little more on their heels uh, and not, you know, worn down by the, the Eagles rush attack like last week. One of these teams is scoring 40 points. Oof, no way. All right. Time to get to my lock of the week. Your lock of the week was early uh, in the, you know, in the schedule as we went down. Uh, now mine's earlier in that schedule, you know, after that, I mean, we haven't even talked about it. And I, I really don't want to talk about it. What in the world was that Monday night football game? I mean, are you kidding me, Broncos, that you cost me my first lock of the week um, on, on week one? I mean, that was despicable. But I'm going with an upset for the lock of the week. What am I doing? What am I? What? What am what? I looking at for for? Are Lock we talking of the week? Buccaneer Saints no, right now? No, no, no. We'll oh, get there okay. in a second. How about I we thought get that to, was the next game on the schedule. How about we get to Panthers-Giants, and are ah. we continuing the theme of NFC's teams get a win, and everyone thinks they're for real, and they lose the next week 100% of the time. This is a, a 100% proven statistic. The Lions are going to beat the Commanders. The Giants are going to go down to the Panthers. Coming off the hot win against the Titans. The Titans stink. That was a, a you know a barely win against a team that I don't even that I honestly don't even think is as good as the Giants. Saquon played great. You know I I think the you know the Panthers gave up a lot of yards to to the Browns last week running the football. You know you could see a similar Saquon Barkley game, but Daniel Jones. You know he. He's not doing anything else to help Saquon. Unless Saquon's out here, you know, and he goes over 202 touchdowns, you know, I, I really don't think that Daniel Jones can do it again. You know, he got lucky with the Sterling Shepard deep pass, but no one else, you know, contributed, you know, with consistent, you know, receiving for the Giants. You know, this th this Panthers team should have won last week. They blew it in that fourth quarter. Mayfield played okay. You know, he had his deep ball pass to Robbie Anderson. You know, it was kind of similar games, except Christian McCaffrey didn't get it going. I think this is the week that he does. I think if he's going to thrive, it has to be against a defense like the Giants. If they get Christian McCaffrey involved, it'll be a lot easier for Baker Mayfield uh, to to play in that in that offense, and I think as an underdog, you know, if you're a betting person to getting you know plus odds on that, I, I love the Panthers this week. So it's not my lock of the week, but I weirdly enough agree with every bit of your assessment and your analysis of this game. I think the Panthers win this game. I think McCaffrey scores over 25 fantasy points. They get back to giving the ball to their best player early, often, and all afternoon long I think the Giants got very lucky to win that game that was disgusting by Tennessee in the second half I think the Panthers come in Matt Rule is playing for his life they, they got to win this game yeah I, I think the Giants got lucky yeah and and you know when, when you look at you know and then Giants fans are going to argue with the with the Saquon aspect and a hundred percent he could have another really successful game but you know when I look at the quarterbacks here I still think Mayfield uh, can contribute more in the pass game than than Jones can. Jones really didn't look good. He had the you know the deep ball to Shepard, but you take that away, he had barely a hundred yards passing. You know he he really didn't find a rhythm with Galladay at two catches. You know he had another wide receiver get hurt. Tony doesn't even play, so I just no. think there's limited options. You know if, if if Saquon doesn't do what he did last week every week, they're not going to win. You know a lot of games no. still. So I mean that that that's what I think about that. So I'll take the Panthers as underdogs. Uh, for the lock of the week. Lock it in. All right, now let's get to Buccaneers-Saints. Buccaneers-Saints, I will not be going with the upset. I watched that Buccaneers <laughs> team 
last week. You know, it was a terrible performance by our Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, this Buccaneers team, again, I'm going to repeat it. What I, this Buccaneers team's still good, really good. You know, this, this is a contender in the NFC. And I think we all kind of wrote it off with the Brady retiring and unretiring. And they lost a couple pieces on their D line, but they still got the best linebacker group in the league. They got a good secondary. They still got Tom Brady, all the wide receivers there. Fournette's great. Like this team's still really good. Um, and, and the saints were, you know, had a scary game with the Falcons. If they weren't playing the Falcons, they wouldn't have won last week. Um, I think this, you know, this Tampa team, uh, they have had some struggles against the saints, uh, in, in, you know, previous years. Uh, but I think, you know, in, in this one, uh, Brady's going to get it done. And then the Buccaneers will start two and zero. you know, what's really scary. The Saints have won the last seven yep. regular season matches. Yeah, they've had they have had struggles. You were you know does anyone remember the nine nothing game which was like mid season? They shut you know the Bucks out and they were like seven and one or, or something like that. This is obviously not the same team and it's not coached by the same person. But you know, there's always that thing where somebody they just own another team. You know, and the Saints always play Tampa well. Yep. So I think this game and, and and look, it's at it's in New Orleans. The spread is only Tampa by th- two and a half. It's compelling to kind of go, hmm, hard to play in New Orleans, really loud. You know, it's the second week. Hmm, I should take those points. Mm. But like you, I watched that game and realized, ah, crap, this team is still damn good. So I'm taking Tampa Bay. You know, Julio Jones right now. With Godwin banged up, Gage banged up, you know, and everybody focused on Evans. And Evans uh, kind of banged up, Julio, too, in practice. Yeah, Julio Jones looked good. He looked sharp. He looked like he just looked healthy and he looked thin and fast. And I, I think Julio Jones is, is a little of a scary notion right now. I, if he's on a waiver wire, man, pick his butt up yeah, on I that agree. side. On the other side, right, Jarvis Landry, who everyone has forgotten about because he's been, you know, lost in Cleveland and or hurt. Uh, he's back in his home alma mater land, and mm-hmm. he is a good fit in that New Orleans offense. Let, let's uh, see. Landry, Landry's a good start. Let's see if Alvin Kamara can get more than nine rushes. It's the only way they're going to have a he's chance gonna. He's in hurt, this game. He's hurt again. Like I, I heard today, mm-hmm. very limited in practice. You know, he's got, uh, I think, a foot issue you know he he's not right well if he uh, there's no way you only get nine carries you know all game and you're fine there's in and, and that close of a game he should have been touching the ball more it, there's something wrong with alvin kamara and i'd be a little wary of starting him if he's if he's healthy going into that game you know they, they're gonna have to utilize him um for sure but yeah. if he's banged up like that then then that is uh that's definitely unfortunate uh for the saints there how about we go to Steelers Patriots? Uh, two teams. Does that anybody kinda... want to watch this game? Does anybody? In I kind of do. Other... I, I, I kind of do because I have a really strong feeling about this game. A game oh, that is a, a game that is in Pittsburgh. You know, not Heinz Field anymore. That is the saddest thing that I've seen. I, you know, I'm looking at this game right now, and I don't even know how to pronounce this, the the company's name. Uh, but it's not Heinz. It's not Heinz it's Field. Stadium. That's gross. It's Acre- <laughs> The Steelers are underdogs at home after just beating the Bengals, playing a great game, you know, not on the really offensive the side Bengals. of the ball, but a great game on defense. And they're playing the Patriots, who looked like a bottom five team in week one. This line doesn't make any sense to me. I think the Steelers is another good grab 
as a close game, you know, plus money uh, play. You know, the, the Steelers, if Trubisky can, again, the theme of it can't get any worse. Trubisky played horrible last week. Yeah. The only catches that were made were some freak catches by Deontay Johnson along the sidelines. And then take that away and Trubisky would add 100 yards passing. So, you know, he, you know, he has another, you know, Another week in this offense, uh, first home game here, and the Patriots' defense is soft. This is a soft defense that has no secondary. You know, Tua torched torched them. You know, you know all game long, and he wasn't even that good. So Trubisky just has to be average, maybe below average. Najee Harris will be good to go. He said that he'll you know be cautious in practice this week. Najee Harris will be good to go. He had twenty three yards last you know last week. He's gonna have more than twenty three yards this week. This. To me, seems like an easy game to pick. There's nothing I like about the Patriots other than the fact that TJ Watt is out, but I still think the Steelers team can rally. I still think it's a better team than the Patriots all the way around. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the Patriots definitely put up a stinker, you know, so I agree with you. I think the Steelers win this game, but I I say that with, like, very little conviction. I mean, Trubisky could not move the offense. They were 26% on third down. It was just bad. If if the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't have seven sacks and four interceptions and a backup, uh, you know, uh, snapper on the Bengals and a backup holder on the on the Bengals, they would have never won that game. Now T.J. Watt is gone for months. You know, Najee Harris is banged up. That Liz Frank injury is no joke, man. And he could say he's fine, but he ain't fine. And Jalen Warren behind him sucks. So, I, you know, there's 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 Friar Muth and Deontay Johnson because Claypool does nothing either. So mm. I don't know. I, I'm again. This is a game that literally you would have to inject me with Adderall like times <laughs> two to stay focused on watching it. Wow. If it comes up on the Red Zone channel, I'm going to be like, whoa, really? Why? Because <laughs> I just think this game could end up being like 6-3 and nobody's going to care. Yeah, it, it very well may. Uh, when, you know, I like to play... Uh, you know, a game that I've started this year, how, will George Pickens' stat line be? Uh, last week, I had a prediction of two for 20 or, or two for 30, I think it was. He yeah. had one no, for... Two for 24 was your last week. Two for 24, and I think he had, what, one for 11? One for three. One for, one three. for three. Sorry, I gave him... I, I, you know, I should really be digging that, that he had one for three, and I'm still giving him more credit than, you know, he deserves there. Pickens this week... I'll, I'll double it, you know, two for six this week, George Pickens goes. Wow. There's my prediction. Okay, first of all, I'll take the over on that. Two for six. But Friar Booth, man, must play. Must play in every league. Still still like Friar Booth, for sure. Uh, Colts-Jaguars is a game. Colts, the last time they played the Jaguars, I think everyone remembers, uh, they lost. And they lost with a trip to go to the playoffs, and they lost to the worst team in the entire National a, Football League, one of the biggest that was a different t- em- that was different embarrassments um, we've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, it is a different court. Matt Ryan played fine again. Why is Matt Ryan throwing the ball fifty times when Jonathan Taylor's on your team? Jonathan Taylor still got thirty-one rushes. They were just on offense a lot because it was it was all all offense in the second half. It seemed like the Texans yeah. Texans gave up and didn't really try in the second half. So you know there was just a lot of plays run, a lot of long drives for the Colts, um, but. You know, the, the, the Colts coming into this game, uh, 
Taylor has just had his way against the Jaguars, even with that loss last year. Um, you know, he's going to be consistent with the carries and he's going to be consistent with the 100 yard games. Pittman banged up this week. That could be something maybe to look at there. And maybe, you know, uh, uh, you have to see Alec Pierce step up a little. Um, and, and we could see that in his absence because I think his injury is a little more serious than than we may uh, be thinking there. On the other side, the Jaguars, I'm starting James Robinson this week. I wanted to confirm if maybe, you know, was it ETN that gets the bulk of the carries? Was it Robinson? Not only did Robinson get the bulk of the carries, which he only had 11, but he had 66 and he had a touchdown um, uh, for them. ETN made several mistakes in that first game, which leads me to believe that they're not just going to, you know, give ETN like a starting job or a more increased role when he made several key drops for touchdowns. He had, you know, not, you know, not a lot of impact in that, you know, receiving game as he should. Um, I think they're going to still roll with Robinson. Uh, This game could be close. Like I said, you know, the Jaguars did win last year. Uh, you know, the Jaguars team isn't that bad and the Colts struggled last week. I think it's a closer game than people think, but I think the yep. Colts will, will still win. This will be a field goal game. You know, I'm, I'm taking Indianapolis to win this game, but I mean, come on, play with this, with, with this, right. the, uh, the stats here, the, the Jaguars are seven and O against the spread against the Indianapolis Colts at home over the last seven games. Wow. I mean, this is always a tight intra-divisional matchup. You know, Christian Kirk is a must-start. I'm, I'm, I'm riding the Christian Kirk bandwagon right now. Mm. I think that he's going to earn his money this year. I think he's going to be a thousand-yard receiver this year. He's definitely the number one guy. Lawrence has a connection with him. Run with it. On the other side, I'm not ready. I, I'm taking Alex Pierce out of the starting. Well, I didn't have him in the starting lineup. He's on my bench, but I had him starting in in DFS. I'm not going to put Alex Pierce in the lineup until he shows me he's ready to, you know, to, to get the ball. The, Michael Pittman will play. J- Taylor will play. You know, Matt Ryan is a definite start, but I really like Christian Kirk. I think Jacksonville keeps this really close. Yeah, I, I think it's a close game, too. I might even take the Jaguars plus that three and a half because I think it is going to be a, uh, uh, three, uh, you know, a, a field goal game kind of there at the end. Uh, Dolphins-Ravens is our last one o'clock game. This is a very intriguing game. And a lot of people more than I thought are going dolphins. And I, I kind of looked at this and I, I, I said to myself, good game, but I'd never, you know, second guess on who I picked. The Ravens are going to win this game. The Ravens are oh, a much my. better team oh, than the Jesus dolphins. The, and, and I really? like this dolphins team, but this dolphins team, you know, Coming off a game that that didn't show me anything, that yeah, the Patriots suck. That's an awful team. The Dolphins are much better than the Patriots. So I expected, you know, what I saw. Their you know their defense played good. Not a lot of you know weapons to worry about. Um, and and it was you know pretty easy game for the Dolphins. The Ravens, on the other hand, you know had another easy game. Like two teams that this is going to be their first test of the season after you know a, a cakewalk in Week One. The Ravens didn't even play their game last week. They rushed for 50 yards. Lamar Jackson had 17. This team, you know, I don't even know the last time they had under 100 yards rushing as a team. They didn't even try to run. They didn't need to run. They kind of just fooled around. Uh, Lamar, you know, they played good defense because there was nothing that Joe Flacco, you know, poised to the the defense to make them scared. And, And Lamar Jackson threw some perfect balls, you know, one to Bateman, two to Duvernay for touchdowns. They're going to come back in this game and go, we need to focus what we're about. We're going to run this football. And I think the, the the Ravens get back to what they do best and they're going to do it pretty good. 
And and I think they'll beat the Dolphins. I think they can definitely handle them at home. It's a good it's a we, good pick. We finally completely disagree. I am rolling with the Dolphins in this game. First of all, I think Baltimore is a good team, not a great team. Lamar Jackson, I mean, yes, the three bombs, wonderful. But the rest of it, I mean, it was under 57% passing. He threw a terrible interception. You know, they couldn't run the ball. Without J.K. Dobbins, this isn't, and Gus Edwards, this isn't the same running team. Their defense is good, but it's not, you know, it's not like some of the Baltimore defenses of the past. And everything about Miami is speed. I mean, this Baltimore didn't didn't feel speed last week like they're going to feel this week. To deal with Waddle and Hill and Wilson and Edmonds, like, come on. This is a team that has a lot of firepower. And on defense, the secondary is way better, and linebacker core is way better than the Jets. So, no, I'm I'm going with Miami, and I'm sticking with the – I'm going wow. Dolphins 2-0, baby. Dolphins 2-0. I, I just – I look at Lamar Jackson last week, and it, it almost felt like he was – he was toying with, you know, his haters and the and the, with the contract situation that he was just kind of fooling around out there. I think he's going to look at this game and go, I need to take it a little more serious. And we're going to see him totally ball out the way that we've seen him ball out with that and and run the football efficiently. Um, I think the Dolphins are just going to have a, a hard time stopping, you know, the Ravens on offense. The, That's what the only way the Ravens win this game is if Lamar remembers he has an all-pro tight end and throws the ball to Mark Andrews. And I, w- I would suspect Andrews gets terrible. Definitely more involved there. Also, you have J.K. Dobbins coming back. You know, that should help as well, getting a number one running back um, in the lineup. Let's see, let's see if he's really back. All right, let's get to the 4 o'clock games. Some big spreads in the 4 o'clock games and then getting into that Sunday night game. Uh, some really, really big spreads. I mean, we can kind of go. There's some some cakewalk ones here. Uh, the Rams-Falcons game is just brutal for the Falcons. This team should be 1-0 with a upset win against an you know interdivisional rival um, in the Saints. Instead, they blow that, and they have to take on the Rams team that just got blown out on their Super Bowl you know banner-raising night. This Rams team is going to come out and win by 30. This is going to be an annihilation. Ride the Rams minus 10, minus 14, minus 20. Uh, this is going to be annihilation. I mean, Stafford just should have an incredible bounce back game with Cup. I really love Higby to pick up on waivers. I think we were wrong about Higby this year. We suspected him to take a little bit of a step back with Allen Robinson there. I think Allen Robinson should definitely get more involved. But Higby's still a go-to guy on third downs. He's still a really good target. I picked him up as a backup tight end. You know, uh, several leagues that I've Kittle in, I'm having to slot him in at, at, at my starting, you know, tight end. I think it's it's a really good option. Well, I totally agree with you. I think the Rams are going to kill him. I, I don't think it'll be 30, but I think they'll win by 17. I think that this is a week that Allen Robinson has to be a part of the offense. I mean, come on, you did not go get him to have him sit on the sideline on key downs or be completely forgotten about during the game. Cooper Cup will get his 13 for 160 like he always gets, but I'm going eight for 100 yards for Allen Robinson. He'll have Hmm. minimally 18 points this week. You know, I love it because, you know, he had two last week, so I'd I'd love a, you know, uh, more production from Allen Robinson because I – 
you know, in, in some leagues, I'm still kind of looking at flex positions and he, he may find his way back in the starting lineup with a favorable matchup this week, but I might have to see one more week and I'm sure on the bench, you know, he'll produce hey, uh, for me. And by the way, Mariota, you have a really good tight end. You might want to try to throw him the ball. Yeah. Uh, let's get to Seahawks 49ers Seahawks. Like we were talking about that Monday night game that what we don't hell, want to talk man. about. Uh, end I, up with I don't want to win. talk about it because I lost in my King of the Hill suicide put. Yeah, pick, so did I. You know, a week one with Denver that I called the easiest game in the history of the world. I thought it was too. Geno Smith is getting a lot of credit, and I think it's credit where credits deserve. Was very accurate. Oh, was was a was was a really ridiculous. was was really strong. You know, made plays on third down. He, he didn't. He wasn't, you know, he didn't win this game for Seattle. The Broncos lost that game. Two, you know, at the two fumbled possessions at the one-yard one line. They fumble at the one-yard line both times or get stuffed one time, fumble. Like, they, they had so many chances to win that game, the Broncos. Wait, and, hold on. And they sp- blew that. Um, can we just talk about the, the last got a little drive? Lucky. Can sure. we talk about the last drive for a second? Mm-hmm. What the hell was Hackett thinking? I mean, we're, I'm sitting there watching them, like, they're, they they chose a 64-yard field goal over a minute and a half with the ball to actually, like, try to, like, pick up first downs. I mean, it was fourth and five with over a minute to go, and they let the clock run down. Like, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You have Russell Wilson go for the first down. I don't understand what he was thinking. It really bothered me. It's just, it's just I I put on Twitter that I, I think I'm the only one who doesn't entirely disagree with the call. I mean, I I I think it would have been smarter to go for it. Meaning, it's week one. You just paid all this money for Russell Wilson. Like, I think it may have been smarter, but I don't disagree with it because McManus has the leg, and you got 20 seconds. You know, the clock management wasn't good either. They let so much time run down before they called timeout. So. In the moment with 20 seconds, you know, fourth and five, you know, if, if you don't get the first down, you didn't even give yourself a chance to win the game on a kick. So I I, I don't disagree with it, but, you know, in week Jam- one, Jamal Adams, maybe I would have Jamal Adams was out little, of the uh, game. Their, their defense was their, – their, their secondary wasn't great. And here you have Sutton, Judy, Alberto, and Russell Wilson, and you can't pick up – you you think a better chance of hitting a 64-yarder – with, with swirling winds in Seattle than to go for it? No, absolutely not. I mean, you paid this guy 200-something million dollars. Put it in his hands. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's not like it, you have Justin Tucker back there. Right, when when you have Russell Wilson, you know, that's the big argument is is put it in his hands to get you five yards I've, and then kick a, you know, a 58-yarder uh, to win it there. Right, I've said my piece. All right, so in this game, you got San Fran, I think, opened as like 10-point favorites. Now they're eight and a half. Um, kind of coming down a little no, bit. No, no Elijah Mitchell, no George right. Kittle. Yeah, it's and it's, guess what? They still have Trey Lance. It's a depleted team <laughs> for right now. Um, but I see this as 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 a a home game after coming off a bad loss to a bad team. You know, they have to win this game. You can't go zero and two when you're considered a, a contender in the NFC, and you can't go zero and two by losing to Seattle and and the Bears, who are considered two bottom ten teams. So you. I just I, I can see the Seahawks covering. I actually like the eight and a half. Give them a touchdown and a little more. I think it'll be a close game. They always play close. NFC West games is just always close. So I like that. The 49ers have to win this game. Trey Lance is going to have to play. 
you know, decent in this game, you know, not in the, hopefully not in the mud and the, the pouring down rain, he's going to have to take over running the ball and it's going to have to be Debo Samuel running the ball. You know, Elijah Mitchell's going to be out. It's going to be Debo Samuel featured back and featured, you know, receiver. It's going to be, can he do it all? And I think that's going to be really good for my, you know, top five wide receiver fantasy kind of uh, pick there. Hot take, you know, he's going to be, you know, the, the number one involvement in this entire offense. Sounds good to me. He's on my fantasy football team, so I'm all good with that. And, and I agree. I think Debo Samuel has a massive game. I They have to win this game. Like, they lose this game, and they might well hang out with the Cowboys in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, being in hell. Yep. Geno Smith, great story. You beat Russell Wilson. He comes out and does it again in the NFC, and they take a two-game lead, you know, potentially in the NFC West. Crazy. And all hell will break loose. Yep. Right? Rashard Penny is awesome. I love that guy. He is definitely a must start. But, you know, I, I just think Geno Smith gets riled. I mean, this is a, uh, I mean, he, he, you started to see it late in the second half when Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory started getting all over him. Yeah. I think that front four of San Francisco should be all over him all day. Um, but I'm still very concerned with Lance. Uh, he's got to show me something better than 46% throwing in an interception. Uh, but this should be run, 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 run. And if you were able to pick up Jeff Wilson because you had enough fab money this week, mm-hmm. you will be duly rewarded. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a must start, you know, with that offense. They're just going to get back to basics and running this football uh, for sure. Um, but on the Seahawks side, you know, you saw a lot of guys kind of involved. Uh, you know, you spread the ball around a lot. I think Penny's the start. And I think you have to look at Metcalf, 7 for 36. He was targeted a lot. Didn't have any, you know, deep ball kind of, you know, plays that that he could have made. But he was playing against a really good secondary. I think the San Fran secondary is a little weaker. You know, if you got to play someone, maybe Lockett isn't the guy right now. Maybe Geno does favor, the, you know, the stronger, bigger target. And Metcalf uh, doesn't have that, you know, trust that, that Wilson did with, with Lockett. Metcalf, you know, might be uh, the, the flex play on that Seahawks team. Even, you know, Here's and the- we, talk, we talked about it. They were end up winning their first game, but we expect this team to still be poor and trailing, you know, and Metcalf should should get some some garbage time points. So I, I totally agree that 49ers are going to win this game, but can you lay eight and a half? Yeah, I, I, or I can't, I guess I should say. I, I think the Seahawks plus the points is, is definitely the yeah. way to go um, in this game. All right, Texans-Broncos. Coming out, you know, that that other team in that that game, that wild Monday night game in the Broncos, um, they come off a, a Texans team that should have had a week one win, you know, was up 17 uh, to the Colts. They end up tying. Uh, it's it's another one of these games in this four o'clock window. That's, you know, the Broncos got to bounce back. You can't go on two losing to the Texans and the and and the Seahawks. The Seahawks. So, Seahawks. you know, th- this team's going to bounce back again. Ten points is a lot for a team who who had some red zone troubles, had some coaching issues. But I expect, you know, Wilson to come in, um, you know, and, and deliver to, you know, who did I say would be the number one target? Jerry Judy, four for 102 and a touchdown last week was definitely, you know, looked like the better receiving receiver um, than, you know, over Sutton. Sutton's a great build and he's a fantastic run blocker. But I think Judy is the better uh it, is the better receiver. And I think he's the number one guy. So I love him on that. Uh, Javante Williams had the most interesting game ever because he produced receiving wise 11 for 65 receiving, but he had seven carries. It was very odd. Um, they, they utilized Melvin Gordon, you know, more and Melvin Gordon actually looked pretty good. 
So it's just a weird game for the Broncos. I expect them to have a similar game in terms of these, you know, stats. Like Russell Wilson had a really good game. You know, all these guys had a good game. It was just the fact that they couldn't get in the end zone and some coaching, you know, miscues. They should definitely win this game. Honestly, you know, lay the 10. I I, I think that, you know, the Texans, you know, I, I, I'm more comfortable laying the points with the Seahawks than the Texans. So I, I think lay the 10 with the Broncos. They should bounce back. I, I totally see Denver winning, but man, is there a harder working team besides the Lions and the Texans for keeping weird games close or games they should get blown out close? Yep. Right? Early in the season, the Texans are a hard out. They have been for the last three years, even though they've been one of the worst teams in the league. I will continue that trend, and I will take early in the season points with the Texans. I think 10 points is a lot. I see the Broncos winning by seven, maybe. Uh, but, you know... Between Davis Mills' hookup with Brandon Cooks, Damon Pierce needs to get on board. Like, he had too much hype going into the season for him to take a backseat to Rex Burkhart. I mean, the fact that I had to play Rex Burkhart because I was so <laughs> devoid of, of running backs, and he still was able to put up a pretty decent, like, 12, 13-point game. But Damon Pierce has to be the guy. And if yep. he isn't the guy, then, then you know, then Burkhart is, is definitely a start going forward. But I, I like the Broncos. I agree. Jerry Judy's the way to go. Alberto's a nice play. But the, the Broncos will win this game. All right. How about Cardinals Raiders? This is another one that was almost my lock of the week. Um, a team that, you know, lost in the first week that we expect to be good, um, that needs to bounce back. The Cardinals are not good. I said this in the beginning of the year. They had a, a, a year last year where I thought their team was really strong. Um, with Hopkins, you know, coming to that 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 new team, you know, they made that trade for Ertz. Like they went seven and they were seven and zero. Oh. Like my prediction was strong on the Cardinals, but I looked at this team this year and I said this team doesn't give me any of the same vibes that the team last year gave me. This team is is just not that great. And without uh, for the six first six games without Hopkins, Kyler Murray's just running around there, and he really doesn't have anyone that he wants to throw the ball to. So I looked at this Raiders team. They they honestly didn't play that great, and they lost by four or five to the you know Chargers, who we expect to be one of the best teams in the AFC. I think the Raiders are a playoff team, and I think that they can keep up with the Chargers, uh, and they got to win games like this against you know inferior opponents. So I think the the Raiders are a really strong uh, play this week. I think they're going to definitely uh, win this game at home. Uh, Carr looked for him to get uh, Waller a little more involved. You know, he was all over Adams, you know, getting him, you know, acclimated. You know, that was kind of the way they were going. Look at Waller. Um, You know, that Kelsey had a fantastic week against Isaiah Simmons that couldn't guard him to save his life. Uh, He's going to have that, you know, same matchup now against Waller, who's, you know, regarded as another great tight end in the league. It's going to be rough for the Cardinals again. I think the Raiders definitely lay the five and a half um, for their spread. So. So you said you thought about making this your lock of the week. This is my lock. Oh, of the week. Ho, ho. all right. I have the Raiders winning the AFC West. You can't win the AFC West unless you win games at home against crappy opponents, right? They are going to win by at least fourteen. Devontae Adams cannot be covered by anybody on the Cardinals. Renfrew will have a good game. Uh, what should we call it? Jacobs will be able to run. Waller should go bonkers. Derek Carr is going to have 350 yards and four touchdowns. I think this is a blowout of epic proportions. Yeah, I mean, it's it it looks to it was a little sketchy to me that all these four o'clock games have these ten point spreads, and I think this one might be deserving of a bigger spread because 
I just really think the Cardinals have no shot. I think this team is a bottom six team in the NFC. It's a, this should be an easy win for the Raiders um, to say the least Sunday night bears Packers. I was thinking about doing it. I was thinking about doing it. I'm still thinking about doing it and, and I might even do it. I beg you a 10 point spread for a Packers team that looked horrific and looked exactly like how I thought the game would go and how I thought that this Packers team would just look overall. The Bears came in and they completely shocked me and upset the 49ers. So I look at this and say, this spread doesn't make a lot of sense. But then I look at the fact that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers usually don't lose to the Bears. And that's something you have to look and say, they never lose. Pissed off Rodgers, pissed off Rodgers. A Rodgers that is mad at his team and is mad at, you know, his organization, probably his entire career, you know, is, is just pissed off. You think he's going to come in and go 0-2 and lose to the Bears and Justin Fields? I just don't see it at home. Um, I'm going to roll with the Packers, but that is a lot of points for a Bears team that I'm telling you isn't just going to get blown out or go down uh, to a Packers team that I don't think can do that anymore. You know, you look at um, who he's getting back um, in terms of Rodgers. Lazard will probably be back for this game, so that's big to get, you know, a target because no one could step up last week. I still love AJ Dillon as the running back to play in fantasy. Um, so that's my thing there. I think he could have a big game, but if fields, you know, can, can keep on improving on, uh, they get the run game going a little more with better field conditions with, with Montgomery. I think it'll be closer. I'm going to stick with bears plus 10, but I'll take the Packers. Dude. First of all, what, what did Roger say the last time we saw these two teams play when he was in the end zone and he screamed to the Chicago Bear fans? I own you. Yep. I own you. He owns this team. And not only does he own this team, but the Bears last week played a quarterback named Trey Lance. And I don't care about the conditions. They played Trey Lance. Now they're going to Lambeau to play Aaron Rodgers. And yes, they're getting Alan Lazard back. Christian Watson will learn where his hands are. And and the combination of giving the ball five, more than five times to Aaron Jones and six times to you know Dylan is going to happen. This is going to be a blowout. An absolute ass-whooping 20-point win for Green Bay. It won't mm. even be close. Wow, that's that's Lay cold. the points. I, I just don't think the— Lay the points. I don't think they can do that. I don't think they can do Lay that em. with the team, but let's see. Lay uh, Monday, we got two games. Uh, one that I think is easy, and the Why? other one, which will be really good. Why do we have two Monday night games? I don't know. I don't get it. Why? Kind of weird. Uh, Bill's taking on and, the and Titans. It's not, like, it's not even like one of them's at like 5 o'clock. Remember like last year, they did right, one yeah. in the first week, they did one at 5 and one at 8. They're both going off at like within 45 minutes of each other. It's like yep. so stupid. Yeah, definitely weird. But one, I don't think we're going to have to watch because I think the Bills are, you know, if you want to talk about a team that might win by 20, I take the Bills, you know, mine, you know another 10-point no. spread. Uh, this Titans team lost to the Giants, and, and they – couldn't even run with their cheat code running back in Derrick Henry. The Bills, you know, allowed, what, 20 yards rushing against the Rams. They got, you know, Cam Akers benched. Uh, they couldn't, they could not run the ball at all. This Bills defense is for real. Uh, the Titans are going to struggle probably even more than they did against the Giants. It, it, it's going to be ugly. Uh, roll with the Bills. Can't wait. Can't wait. I totally agree. I if, if the Packers win by 20, the Bills will win by 24. 
Yeah, and you really got to look at Singletary after his performance. Eight for 48 on the ground, had two catches out of the backfield. You kind of got to look at it and go, James Cook didn't get any opportunity, then he fumbled on his first opportunity. I, I don't think they're going to trust him a lot in this game. You know, Zach Moss uh, even James, got more James, than him. So Singletary might be a starting running back. He might be, but James Cook is, Cook is going to get his opportunity. He's too damn good to not be on the field. And number two, uh, I mean, Obviously, you're playing Diggs and, and um, Gabe Davis for sure, but Dawson Knox is going to have multiple touchdowns this week. I hope so. I think I uh, he, he's another another uh, Kittle replacement there uh, coming off the the bench. So hopefully uh, that is going to come to fruition. Uh, on our last Monday get Monday night game uh, before we get to that Cowboy game, uh, Vikings Eagles really good uh, game here. Great you matchup. know, two mm-hmm. NFC teams that are you know looking like playoff teams. Uh, for the most part, one and zero in Philly, which is a you know a difficult one. They get the two points there for being at home. But I look at this Vikings team, and I am just I, I'm just really impressed from what I saw because I was yeah. waiting for that type of game for 17 games last year, and I never got it. I never <laughs> ever got that type of game. They dominated offensively, and they also dominated defensively. That defensive line is revamped, and it's really good. The problem is, is the Packers, you know, really aren't like a running football team like that. Now the Eagles come in, they're the best in the league at it. You know, they do it the most and they generate the, the most offense from their run attack. You know, Sanders, Hurts, Gainwell, Scott, it, it's it's pretty lethal. So, you know, if, if you know, they, they got to stop the run, you know, you got to force Hurts to play from behind and, you know, and, and then throw the football. If they can do that, they're going to win this game for sure. Um, but I got to see this Vikings defense. If they're for real, if this team is for real and, and is a contender, it's the defense that I'm going to have to be proven that they can stop the run. And if they do that, they're they're going to win this game. And I think they, I think they do a good enough job. I think Cousins and Jefferson are, are going to be lethal. Um, and and I think the Vikings are going to win on the road. Oh, I do too. I mean, this this was actually my other lock of the week. Like I was going back and forth between this one and the the uh, the Raiders one. I, I love the Vikings in this game. I think you're going to see Jalen Hurts exposed because I think they're going to really shut down or, or make him beat him, you know, beat them by his arm. Get that running game shut down. There's too many weapons on Minnesota for for the Eagles to handle. Uh, Barnett's done for the season, so they lost another rusher. I, I just think that overall, you know, last week the Lions showed that they could run with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Madison should have yep. a field day. Yeah, They definitely. should have a field day. And that just opens up play action to just be throwing the ball to Jefferson, Thielen, Irv Smith, Conklin, the rest of them. So I really like uh, I, I really like Minnesota in this game. I think that they go into Philadelphia, they take care of business, and the Eagle train uh, is brought down to size, and we expose Jalen Hurts for the runner only that he is. Yeah, and I've said this before, I really just, I'm not buying into the fact that this Eagles defense is that good. You know, they got run over by the Lions last week, and Jared Goff was their quarterback, so, you know, Vikings should have a lot of success on offense. If they score a lot of points, and they play from ahead, Hurts is going to be forced to throw. I just don't think that that's how, you know, the Eagles are going to win football games. So I like yep. that, you know, a lot um, for, for the Vikings to win this week. All right, let's get to our final game. Bengals, Cowboys, um, Bengals. I don't know if I've seen this in a long time, but a away team against the Cowboys and an eight-point spread on the road. I mean, this is ridiculous. You got Cooper Rush in the starting lineup. Um, th- this is, again, 
you know, ended how we started it. Can it get any worse? You know, you, you saw Dak play the worst game uh, of his entire career. You know, can Cooper Rush, you know, the last that we saw from him, he won a game against, a, you know, a decent middle-of-the-pack Vikings team in primetime and led a team 75 yards to win the game. So, you know, you got to be optimistic when you look at this. You know, there's no fun in looking at this and go, this is going to be, you know, a blowout and Rush is going to get, you know, destroyed. You got to be optimistic when you look at it. Rush, the last time we saw him was decent. Um, he had a lot more help than uh, than he does now. But, you know, you got to look at this and say the Cowboys have got to run the ball and their defense has to be special. I think one of those things is actually more to ask than the other. I think the defense is special. So I think the defense can play like the Steelers did last week. If they can force a couple turnovers on Burrow, if Burrow doesn't, you know, magically turn into, you know, himself from last year, um, just from one bad game, the defense can, you know, get a couple turnovers, but can the Cowboys run the ball? That's the biggest question. Can they get back to running the ball? Cause they haven't been able to do it in, in just forever. It feels like if they're able to do it in Zeke or Pollard can get up to hundred, 150 yards, they'll have a chance. You know, if I'm being non-biased, I think the Bengals should win this game. I don't, there's no excuse why they shouldn't. Um, but that's that's the recipe if the Cowboys even want to have a chance with their backup quarterback. This defense has to get turnovers, right? I mean, it was the secret to success last week. It was the secret to the Bengals falling apart last week. They've got to get turnovers. We also have to take advantage of that line, that that new line that the Bengals have touted to be, you know, one of the best, you know, upgrades that they've had in in years needs to be exposed. Our our defensive line, Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and the rest of the gang, they need to be all over Joe Burrow all game. Yep. That and we got to get back to exactly what you said: run, 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 run. Play action pass, run, run. Like <laughs> it, you know what? Just pound, pound, pound. Hold on to the ball for literally two thirds of the game, and that's probably the only way that we even come close to winning this game. Do I think we win this game? I do not. I think the Bengals are a better team without Dak and Gallup and the rest of the yep. people that we need to be playing. And right now I'm hoping reverse psychology plays because I always pick the Cowboys and they always damn lose. So I'm picking the Bengals. I'll lay the seven and a half. So hopefully that <laughs> the Cowboys will prove me wrong and yep. I will gladly take the L on the sports appeal. Pick them. Yeah. Right as we, you know, end the episode, Justin Herbert just threw Dude. a 99 yard, uh, is that insane? Interception for a touchdown. That is not what I wanted to see uh, from Justin Herbert there. I don't know how the, the Chargers are possibly losing now, um, but that's just the Chargers. You know, they're, they're doing Charger things. Um, they're doing good, Charger things. Good episode there um, to preview week two. Let's have a let's have a better week two. Again, it can't get worse. So, you know, let's 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 get a magical Cowboys win. Um, UCF to, to follow through against, you know, crappy FAU. Uh, get some fantasy wins on the board. Let, let's just do better than last week, and then you know we'll be we'll be back on Tuesday uh, to recap. You, you know, I do have one thing to say, and that is, I actually did win both my fantasy football. Oh, leagues. so you did end up winning? I did. I lost like all my pickums. My dr mm -hmm. I lost a hundred bucks in DraftKings. You know, I lost in like everything that I else right. that I did. Like I lost my suicide pick. I lost uh, my pickum. I lost my underdog pool. I lost everything. But I did win both my fantasy football. All right. Yeah. So so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like the worst it wasn't of all a complete time. Loss. It was just really yeah. bad. All right. Exactly. Let's let's get a better one though. Let's get a better week two. All right, let's do it.